listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 99, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! It's a lovely day here in Maine. The kittens are being absolute monsters. I, I guess you don't call them cats until they're a year old, but I mean, they're like 10 pounds each. They're enormous, so basically they're cats now. Um, and if they're going to continue to grow, I just, I can't even imagine. Uh, but everything is as it should be. You know, as soon as I finish recording, I'm going to read a book and I have great books to tell you about today. Uh, but before I do that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode of All the Backlist is sponsored by Libro.fm. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. And if you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from the people who know audiobooks best, local booksellers. In June, Libro.fm is launching their Kids Club and YA Club, which will offer select audiobooks priced under $10 each month, as well as their Summer Listening Challenge in which each person to finish will get a free audiobook credit and the chance to win free audiobooks for a year if you complete the challenge extra credit. Listeners of all the backlists can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month if you go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter code BR3. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. And we thank Libro.fm for supporting us. So now, I was looking over the list of books that came out on Tuesday, and there is a novel, I have not read it, but I did notice it's called The Color Inside a Melon by John Dominey, and I was thinking about how many books there are that have fruit in the title, Um, and there are a lot once I started digging. Of course, there's a lot of books in the world, so there's probably a lot of everything if you start digging, but we're talking about fruit today. Uh, So I'm going to kick it off with The Witch of Lime Street, Seance, Seduction, and Houdini in the Spirit World by David Jayer. Uh, it's a nonfiction. It's about how in the 1920s, in 1924, I think, uh, during the Jazz Age, Houdini, the famous magician, um, who was all about faking people out, got very upset with this woman named Marjorie, who was known as the Witch of Lime Street. She was the wife of a Boston surgeon, and she claimed that she could talk to the spirit world. Now, Houdini did not like that he doesn't believe in spirits, so he did not like that she was fooling people. And plus, like, she was doing such a big business because it was just after the Spanish flu it claimed a lot of lives and World War I it claimed a lot of lives. Uh, and her biggest ally was Arthur Conan Doyle, who himself had had a falling out with Houdini over um, the spirit world because Arthur Conan Doyle had lost his son. He was um, trying to find someone who could reach him in the spirit world, and Houdini thought that he was just getting taken for a ride. So there was sort of this public ri- rivalry between him and Marjorie, the Witch of Lime Street, And he set out to prove that she was lying. Um, So that is The Witch of Lime Street, Seance, Seduction, and Houdini in the Spirit World by David Jayher. Also, while I was looking up lime, I found there was a book called A Mime, A Lime, and a Pool of Slime, which is awesome. But anyway, I digress. Um, My next pick is actually, the author is the fruit in the title. It is Moshi Moshi by Banana Yoshimoto, who is a very famous Japanese author who's been around for a very long time now. I believe I read Kitchen back when I was in high school. Um, but this one is about a girl named Yoshi. Uh, her father has died by suicide. He had a suicide pact with a woman that he, uh, Yoshi and her mother did not know. Um, and it's all very strange and sad, and they end up moving to this new neighborhood in Tokyo. Uh, but Yoshi keeps having these dreams that her father 
is showing up at the house. He's looking for his phone that he left behind. He can't find his phone. And she interprets this as him trying to send her a message. Like, she, he's trying to tell her something because he's looking for his phone so he can speak to her. Uh, it's a coming-of-age ghost story. Uh, and, it, you know, it is a tragedy, but it's also... Her books are so surreal and sort of quirky. Um, they're very unusual, so... This one is really great. It's Moshi Moshi by Banana Yoshimoto. My next pick is Georgia Peaches and Other Forbidden Fruit by J. Robin Brown, which is a YA novel. It's about a girl named Joanna Gordon who has lived most of her life in Atlanta. She is a lesbian, and she has been out for many years. Uh, but her father is a conservative radio host, and he moves them to a conservative town in Georgia for her senior year. And at the new school, he asks her not to tell anyone that she is a lesbian. And she agrees, although she doesn't feel great about it. Um, but then she falls really hard for the sister of a friend named Mary. And it seems like Mary might like her back, and so she doesn't know what to do. Does she keep her promise to her dad, or does she be true to herself? It's just a really wonderful book. So that is Georgia Peaches and Other Forbidden Fruit by J. Robin Brown. And now in paperback, just came out I think last week, uh, is Fruit of the Drunken Tree by Ingrid Rojas Contreras, uh, set in Colombia in the 1980s during Pablo Escobar's terrible reign and all the violence that was going on in the country at that time. It's about two sisters who have wealthy parents. They live in sort of this gated community, and their mother hires a young woman named Petrona to be their living maid. She comes from the slums of Bogota, and she tells them a little bit of what is going on outside their community but they, they don't realize, like, how much violence and poverty is out there. And, you know, she's... Petrona is working hard to provide for her family. She's also in love for the first time, and she doesn't know what to do. And as the violence escalates, all three girls will have to make some very difficult choices. Um, and this was actually inspired by the author's own life. And uh, I want to let you know, trigger warning for sexual assault. Uh, it's a really interesting, beautiful novel, though. Um, it is Fruit of the Drunken Tree by Ingrid Rojas Contreras. And my last pick, um, I think the fruit of the year, can we have a fruit of the year? Fruit of the year would have to be oranges. Like, so many books have come out this year with orange in the title. There's Bitter Orange, Blood Orange, Orange World, Priory of the Orange Tree, Orange for the Sunsets. Uh, the, there's so many. Uh, but the one that I want to mention is Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit by Jeanette Winterson. Um, I absolutely love her. She has a new novel coming out this fall called Frankistein. Uh, and I haven't read it yet, but I'm really excited to. Uh, but this is her autobiographical novel based on her own life about how she was raised in a very religious, conservative household. And as she got older and realized that she was a lesbian, how it conflicted with what she knew of God and the Bible. And also, as much as she feared God, uh, she was way more afraid of her mother, who was the most conservative person that she knew. So... It's just, it's, I hear there's a movie, I think. I, ha I still haven't seen it, but um, I just love Jeanette Winterson. She's so great. Also, lots of her books are so different. If you haven't read The Passion, certainly I've talked about it on here before, but I also highly recommend The Passion. Uh, and this one is Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit by Jeanette Winterson. And now that I'm saying it out loud, she has one with cherry in the title, which is escaping me, um, but will come back to me. Uh, so today, for Dealer's Choice, I have decided to talk about um, the new Susanna Cahallon. I just got it. Oh, Sexing the Cherry. There we go. See, I knew if I talked long enough, it would come back to me. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So Susanna Cahallon has a new book coming out in the fall, which is so, so exciting because Brain on Fire was her last memoir. It's been like 10 years, I think, at least. 
Um, and it was about her own experiences. Um, she suffered a, a very a rare illness and ended up in the hospital and she was diagnosed as um, being depressed and violent and no one could figure out what was going on with her. And it turns out that she had this horrible illness that many people throughout history have probably been diagnosed with or misdiagnosed, and they've been put away in institutions when, in fact, it was actually something going on in their brain. It's very scary to think about. Um, and it's just, it's an amazing novel. Or, excuse me, not a novel, a memoir. And so she has a new book coming out. It's nonfiction. It is called The Great Pretender, and it is about, the description here says, In 1973, a charismatic doctor convinced eight healthy people to commit themselves to mental hospitals. They had to prove their sanity to be set free. Their undercover mission would change our understanding of madness forever. Ooh. It reminds me of Ten Days in the Madhouse by Nellie Bly, which I think I've talked about on the show before, but it's the true story of how Nellie Bly wanted to get the inside scoop on what was going on in uh, institutions in New York City. So she had herself committed, but then she couldn't get out. And, of course, because, you know, she's saying, like, actually, I don't really belong here. You can let me go now. And they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We've heard that before. And it was up to her, like, her co-workers at the paper who finally had to go in and, like, extract her from the hospital because no one wanted to let her go. Um, and this seems like something similar, but many, many years later. Anyway, I'm super excited about it. And, yeah, I'm super excited about books in general. And about you. Thank you so much for listening each week. It's really great to know that there are people out there who love books as much as I do. Um, so that is it for me this week, book lovers. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Libro.fm. That's L-I-B-R-O.fm. I always want to spell my own name when I start spelling it. Um, you go to Libro.fm and enter the code BR3, and you'll get three months of audiobooks for the price of one. And you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my really terrible cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Maria Christina Garcia Lynch to talk about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>